This is Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashivega, and today we are not necessarily as close as our usual sites when we are outside of the studio. We are actually in the Boston area at the PRX Podcast Garage. Yes, a place dedicated for podcasts. And this is a visit that we are doing today to this amazing space to learn a little bit more about the work that the PRX Podcast Garage is doing and also to see this amazing space. I want to thank and welcome Palace Show, who is community manager at the PRX Podcast Garage, running this space here. And we're going to talk a little bit about what happens at the PRX Podcast Garage. Yeah, hi. Hello. <laughs> thank you so much for allowing us to be here today. I'm so excited to be on Radio Plasma. This is great. So the PRX Podcast Garage is an initiative by PRX, which is the Public Radio Exchange, an organization that is a repository of content for public radio stations across the United States, but also in itself a source of content for people to enjoy and listen all different type of proposals that are made by a lot of amazing creative producers. Yeah, that's right. And the Podcast Garage is kind of the community extension of that, right? Um, we're here in Boston, Massachusetts, and we have a uh, recording studio and an event space and workshop space where people can um, both kind of create their own content and also learn how to create it themselves. How did you got involved in this project? Yeah, um, I like two years ago, I had an idea for a podcast with my friend and we had no idea how to get started at all. I had been listening to podcasts, you know, pretty constantly for, for a few years. And I was, I had some ideas that I wanted to try around the contemporary art world. I was working in a museum at the time. And so one day we came across a Skillshare here at the podcast garage. Uh, it was just a chance for people to kind of share their tips and tricks of, you know, recording, interviewing, all things related to, to podcasting. So we showed up with our ideas and met some great people and there's just like a really great atmosphere and so since that event I've actually you know come back uh, I had come back a few times to record and then I uh, last year got an internship here so I was getting to know the space getting to uh, learn how to work with the different equipment that we have here getting a sense of what the community is like and uh, January of this year I became the community manager which means that I'm really focused on the space in really focused on the kinds of workshops that we have, making sure that we have really awesome instructors and making sure that we have really great events that um, people can feel like they're gathering for, for some good audio, some good storytelling. Yeah. When the Podcast Garage came up, it was as a way to provide a resource, a physical space for producers of content to be able to record and produce their work. But this 
grew up and took a different direction and it expanded. So how has been this evolution? Yeah. So um, like you said, initially it was for, you know, independent producers to come and have a space to work, a space to record. Um, that wasn't kind of one of these larger studios that we have around the city. Um, just an accessible place, uh, you know, great, <laughs> great, great studio prices. And kind of over time, like the folks that came here were people that maybe didn't have as much experience as, you know, a freelance producer, but really wanted to um, get into podcasting and try it out for themselves and bring their ideas into a space, uh, to a new medium to kind of expand the skills that they have. So then we started kind of offering more programming or workshops, um, kind of opportunities for people to learn and people to gather. And then um, since then, it's kind of, we've grown even beyond our physical location and um, we've uh, started offering offering workshops at the Boston Public Libraries, including a six-week podcasting class. And then we have another class that kind of happens outside of our space called Personal Storytelling for Social Change, which gives an opportunity for folks to develop stories about their community and tell them back to their community in a really powerful way. So, you know, we are, uh, you know, based in Lower Alston and, you know, really care about our neighborhood, but also we're interested in, in hearing from voices all around the city and, and uplifting those stories as well. During the time that you're having here, what are the type of projects and stories and interactions and productions that you have seen happening here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best part of this job is like the range of people that walk in the door and the kinds of um, stories that they want to tell. You know, we have one uh, member who records here regularly and his podcast is about um, food sourcing and the agricultural economy. And I've learned so, so much just by listening to his sessions here and there. And I, I think that's pretty interesting. And then we have other folks that are recording here regularly, actually, they were supposed to be in here earlier today, but they talk about miracles. And that's, you know, it's it's very like, I don't know, I'm always exposed to conversations I would never be otherwise. But um, one of the hosts is a miracle worker and the other person has experienced miracles in their life and they talk to each other about that. Um then we have like, you know, America's Test Kitchen, which is a larger show. They they record here and get to learn a lot about food. It's a really fantastic show. And yeah, so those that's kind of like the that's a sample of some of the different things. Um, but one of my favorite uh, recording sessions, uh, they don't come to record here often, but one time they came in with this really great like arts and crafts poster of all these different like celebrities and like glitter pen drawings it was like a, like a middle school sleepover poster and they came in and they had like sheet masks and they were just having like they basically set up a sleepover kind of in the studio and had like a little spa time <laughs> and they their whole idea was that they wanted to make a podcast that was as long as it takes to do a sheet mask and so they were just talking about pop culture but had a really like creative way of making the studio their own which is really fun to see and that shows how much the concept and the production of what a podcast is yeah has grown so much when 10 years ago people didn't have an idea of what a podcast is and now still remains somehow a mystery for some but not as much as, as it used to and many people are trying to figure out the way of creating their own. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. I think what's ha what I what I kind of see happening is people are just getting into the habit of listening, right, and getting used to that medium, used to the form. And I think that like as time goes on, it's one of those 
mediums where people can put their own voices in to be a part of that conversation. But also for people who really enjoy making this work, it allows you like once people have the habit of listening, then people will form the habit or they'll form sort of a taste for what they like and what they don't like. And and that allows creators to be more creative and more kind of like pushing the boundaries of kind of what we hear uh, on a typical podcast, which I think is really exciting. How important is it to you the relevance of a platform like podcasting for media in general, especially when we are living times that the standard media outlets are becoming less and less reliable? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, I think podcasting really lives in this interesting space where um, you definitely have a lot of really great uh, journalism and reporting happening on different podcasts. It's not as like centralized as right everything coming out of like NPR or anything like that. But I think there's like the good and bad with it too. It's like the hard part is that if you you can access these things if you know where to find them, right? Like maybe people don't know about, you know, some of the investigative reporting podcasts that are covering really important and relevant issues. Um, I think, but but the fact that those exist is really exciting. And the fact that there are kind of like independent outlets that are able to kind of produce this kind of media on their own terms and, you know, with kind of the equipment that they can get their hands on. I think that's really, really awesome. I think that podcasting really favors a strong community and I think that's important for good media and so I think that kind of like grassroots aspect to it is really really exciting really important and something that I hope only grows um, I think what I would love to see is people being able to access that more readily and but I also think that that speaks to the importance of local media too yeah And touching on that, local media is what at the end makes the reason for doing this session today. Yeah. Because even though we are separated by a certain amount of miles, I will say roughly 85. <laughs> you drove all of them today, so you, yes. you know better than me. <laughs> But we are still all together in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And we are still all together in the United States. Mm -hmm. And we are sharing so many things in our daily lives that we need to keep learning more about. Yeah. And I think this is a perfect way to make that happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> the PRX Podcast Garage, it's been around for three years. Mm -hmm. And actually this is, uh, I will say, still the week of the celebration. Yeah, I know month. that you have the whole month, <laughs> right? Because month you, long, yeah. you have an official event happening uh, soon, right? Yeah, we have uh, a birthday party happening. I hope you are able to make it. It's on a Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, August 21st. And yeah, we're going to be celebrating with our community and our community partners and uh, having some cake. <laughs> yeah. By celebrating three years and seeing the success, it is just natural to see this. This is beginning to expand and going to a different places and to a different levels. So what are those new projects and new endeavors that PRX Garage is doing? Yeah, so um, we are opening a podcast garage in D.C. Um, in the U Street area, and uh, we actually just <laughs> put up the website today. We have a new community manager over there. Her name's Sierra, and um, I think what's really cool about the podcast garage is that it's really um, interested in the audio community wherever it is, so that'll look different for DC, and I think it's really exciting to kind of see how that um, community and that programming will evolve um, as, you know, things have evolved here in Boston, just kind of like this you know, experiment 
content and, and community audio a little bit. Uh, it's, it's cool to see that experiment kind of happening somewhere else as well. And now this question, I don't know if you know the answer to it. I'm just wondering, why Boston? Not, not that it's a bad thing, though. But when you think about the, the scene of media production, immediately people tend to think cities like New York or Los Angeles or D.C. Mm -hmm. How is that it started here? Yeah, well, PRX is based in Boston and has been based or more accurately based in Cambridge for most of its its run here. But um, I think it was a very natural thing to just start close to home. And Boston does have a lot of great media institutions, but um, not a lot of super neutral spaces where people can get in, uh, you know, on their own terms, I guess. Um, so I think that's kind of what made it a really great space. And there's a great audio community here as well. So um, I think it just, you know, for uh, just to kind of give this uh, cool idea a try, it's really like a great spot. Yeah. Are you still producing your podcast? Yeah, I'm on hiatus, but um, yeah, we were making it for like a year and a half, two years, and uh, my co-host and collaborator just moved to New York to pursue uh, her graduate degree, so she's got some other things on her plate, um, but we have a lot of extra audio that I'll be spending time editing and putting out, and yeah, I, I don't plan on stopping. I really, I mean, I'm, I'm here, I'm in the space because I also like to make audio, and I think what I learned um, from being a part of the space is that not only do I like to make it, but I like to kind of be around all the ideas that are happening, so I'm very happy here kind of, you know, making things when I can and just talking to people about their work. What is your podcast about? Yeah, uh, my podcast is called The Whitest Cube, and it's about art institutions and how they navigate around social issues. So we talk a lot about race, equity, inclusion work in museums. We did a protest series, so we focus on local museums, but we also look kind of to the field in general. And this past year, there was a Whitney Biennial, and There was a lot of protests happening around the vice chairman of the board, Warren Kanders. So we talked to a lot of the activists that were um, working to kind of make sure that that vice chair resigned. Um, and we did like an interview series with different organizers that were involved in that. And actually just, I think last week or two weeks ago, he resigned from the board. So it was a successful action and really just focused on um, kind of the changes that are happening within museums and kind of what larger cultural impact that has. You know, museums are one of the last forms of media that people really trust to tell them the truth. You know, people might be skeptical about what they read online or what they read in the paper or wherever else, but when someone walks into a museum, they're really ready to to learn whatever's there and not and not question it. And as somebody who's worked in a museum and thinks about these spaces a lot, that's, you know, it's not true. We have to have a kind of inquisitive mind about all the spaces that are um, kind of guiding us. So, yeah, that's the show. <laughs> and it's available for listening for yeah. whoever wants to check it out. Yep, it's on Spotify. It's on, it's everywhere. <laughs> How do you think it's going to be the future of the Podcast Garage? What do I think? Yeah, seeing the way it, it's been growing, the interactions happening. Oh man, um, I definitely have, I definitely have hopes and dreams. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's just uh, we're expanding so much and doing new things all the time. I feel like it's just it's all really unfolding. 
<laughs> I wish I could be more specific than that, but I just hope that more people are able to use the space. You know, we have one studio here, right? So our capacity is, you know, um, we definitely have people in the studio a lot, but I would really like to see the podcast garage become a place where people um, just really, I mean, and I feel like some folks do anyway, um, can just walk in and, and, and try out a new idea in a new medium. I want more people to know about this space and know that it's somewhere that they can go. And that's kind of like what I hope for the future of the podcast garage. But, you know, um, whether we expand beyond DC or what we know if other locations pop up, I'm just really excited to see how like the local context like affects what that garage becomes. You know, the Boston garage is the Boston garage and has its own um, has its own way of operating and, and interests and things like that. And the name Podcast garage is because this very location it used to be. Yeah, a yeah. Garage, right. If you were to like look at it from the street, you'd think maybe maybe you'd think it was. I think the the mirrored glass is a little different now. But yeah, we have these huge windows where doors used to be. It's very shallow, shallow space used to be a garage. Yeah, um, yeah. We're on Western Ave in Austin, so there's a lot of like auto body shops along the road. So this is kind of like, you know, the next iteration, I guess. <laughs> How can people get to know more about the podcast garage and the services available, the possibilities for them to utilize the space and join the activities that are happening? Yeah, all of that lives on our website at podcastgarage.org. And then you could also follow us on Instagram at PRX Podcast Garage. We post a lot about our workshops, our events, all the things that we're doing um, there. But on the website, everything about recording, training, our events calendar, it's all there. And we'll be releasing all of our fall workshops on September 1st so if anybody is interested in signing up for a class they'll you know there's there'll be I think like 15 or so going up that are spread out over September October and November so a lot of work yeah <laughs> a busy place yeah and that means a lot of content to nurture to support to help be put out and of course content to enjoy listening to yeah yeah It's great. It's a treat. <laughs> well, Palace, thank you so much for, for this minutes of conversation and also for this amazing space and yeah. all, the, all the possibilities that you are providing for the community in Boston and pretty much anyone who wants to stop by. Stop by, yeah. We're a public space. So <laughs> as long as the, there are hours of operation, anybody can stop by. This is our conversation with Palace Show. Community Manager at the PRX Podcast Garage here in the Boston area. And this is our session of Radio Plasma visiting the Boston area as well. More information also available in the posting of this session on radioplasma.com. I want to thank you, Palace, for this time. Yeah. Thank And you. Thanks for having me. And with this, we conclude our session that has been recorded in the PRX Podcast Garage in Austin, Massachusetts. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>